Episode number 228, Authentic and Engaging Worship with Doug Hood, Part 2. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. As welcome to the podcast. Happy New Year. A lot of people listening to me again as you're traveling home from the holidays, from Christmas and New Year's. So be safe on the roads, and thank you so much for listening. This week on the show, we will wrap my conversation with worship leader Doug Hood. Doug has authored the book, The Worship Unicorn, all about finding your uniqueness as a worship leader. Last week, I told you about our brand new 1230 app, 1230 Media app, and we're super excited about it. The app is available now in the Apple uh, App Store as well as the Google Play Store, uh, so you can download it today. And we've got some exclusive deals, uh, training resources, and more that you'll get by turning on the notifications within the app. So you want to download the app, you want to go to the settings, you want to turn on the notifications so that we can notify you uh, of uh, discount codes and special deals and free resources. And we also want to send you some encouragement, too. Uh, so uh, be sure that notifications are turned on within the settings uh, of the app, uh, and you can get all that stuff today. It's absolutely free, so pick up the app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. Uh, here's a little sneak peek of the app if you're watching by video, and then we'll jump right into my interview with Doug Hood. Roll it. Hey guys, we're so excited to announce the release of our brand new mobile app. This app will give you a way to connect with us and all of our media content and training 24-7. We have designed the app where you can access all of our training resources, get access to our entire worship media library, and start your next custom media project right within the app, right at your fingertips. When you download our app, you'll receive a copy of our ebook, The Ultimate Church Media Toolbox, absolutely free. Just download the app and click free ebook right on the front page of the app. Make sure to create an account and log in to receive notifications from us. And in your first notification, we'll give you a code for 10% off your next custom media project with us. We've tried to make the app simple to use. So what are you waiting for? Download, log in, and engage with all the content we have available right from your phone. Head over to your app store and type 1230media to search for the app today. Or you can go to 1230.media forward slash app to download the app directly to your phone or device. 1230.media forward slash app. Okay, number six, we talked about this a little bit earlier. So how do uh, is resist the pull to impress? So how do we allow God to use us the way that he made us and resist the rock star, you know, mentality and everybody look at me, I'm, you know, wanting to impress people. How do we resist yeah. that urge? Yeah, that's a hard one. Um, I think one of the things that I try to remember, I, I saw this at a conference somewhere and it was, it was something along the lines of resist the urge to be clever. So, so for me, that's something that I, I try to uh, constantly remind myself of, of whatever I'm going to share or whatever is going on that day. Am, am I doing it so that they will say, man, 
that, that was really smart what Doug did, or that, that was really cool. Um, Cause that's a real thing. That's, that's mm-hmm. a real temptation yeah. for all of us to be perceived as the best guy, the smartest guy, the most creative person. Uh, and that can be, that can be dangerous, you know, because we want to be creative, right? We're, we're called to that. We don't want to be boring, you know, because people are not going not gonna to respond to us. But that, that pursuit of being clever and, and pursuit of being innovative and witty and all these things, that can really be something that we're chasing after more than, than the people that we're leading. So I guess for me, it's just an awareness that it's a real thing. And I, and I try to pray that God would lead me to, to real examples that will point people to him and not point them to my cleverness, if, if that's even a word. Good. Yeah. Good. Love that. Um, okay, number seven, find music that your church can own. Yeah. Uh, so talk to me about this. How do we pull the Because He Lives out Yeah. Um, and knowing that our church will really connect with it? How do we find those songs? Yeah, um, this is one of my favorite, favorite things to talk about. Um, uh, every, every church has got different songs that are theirs. Uh, and, and the concept of owning a song means when you start to play the first few notes, you know, the church knows what it is and they don't even need to rely on the words so much that are on the screens or how, however you do lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's in them, right? And they can just go for it. And and I think a, 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 an interesting problem that's that's kind of happening in today's church, some churches, is that we're so consumed with the newness of things that there's there's new songs. Everything's new, 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 new. And, and one day it occurred to me that, that I'm responsible for making memories or I'm responsible for never bringing back memories. If you sit and chew on that a little bit, that's some, that's some heavy stuff because if I never bring back a song that you fell in love with when you were 13, it's my fault if you never sing it again in church, right? And there, there are some places that I think the most important verse in the world to them is sing to the Lord a new song. You know, it's just, it's new. <laughs> Everything is new. <laughs> Um, but they can never go back and they can never relive those memories. Um, and so, I, again, every church is individual. You're going to have a song that that you might own that for whatever reason resonates with your congregation and the church down the street might think you're insane. or It's, it's corny and they just don't get it. That, that's fine. Right. But when you know you own it, man, bring it back to the people and, and, mm-hmm. and bring it back on some kind of regular basis. You know, in, in our church um, – and, I, and I'm not on a crusade to for all old music by any means. You know, we at my church we do, you know, Elevation and Jesus Culture and uh, Bethel and Passion. And there's uh, a new guy named Chris Tomlin that's written a few songs. And we do some of, he's an uh, up and coming. Yeah, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. We do some of his stuff, um, but then we also do hymns and we do things that people would call retro or vintage or classic or old or whatever you call them. Um, but when you bring them out, people just they just melt, you know, yeah. and, and there are some places that there, and I actually got a note from a worship leader friend of mine that had seen one of my set lists. Cause I post them every week and he's like, man, I just think it's so cool that you get to do those old songs and, and his senior pastor will not let them do that. I wonder why. And I, yeah. And there's that, that's not, um, he's not alone. You know, there, there yeah. are, there are some places where that is just, that's the mandate of we need to be cutting edge, it's all new all the time, which I get that. I, I love new music, but I just think we as leaders, we need to remember that we have the power to rob people of memories. Hmm. You know, 
right now you could think of a song that that you that you loved 10 years ago and if you go to church this week and they pull out that song that's going to mean something to you mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. but think if those if, if we only do songs for six months or a year and then we throw all of those on a shelf and they sit there for the rest of eternity those memories never come back mm -hmm. so i just that's it's just an interesting thing to 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 be mindful of we are the we we hold we hold those memories let me flip that on you can you do a song yeah. too much absolutely yes where's the one uh <laughs> that's a good question um i think it's wow i, I I'm, I'm tempted to mention song names right now which i won't <laughs> uh I, I think you know it um you know there, there are some songs that that a combination of heavy rotation on the radio and heavy rotation in our churches. And we just, we just beat them to death, you know, and they're, and they're sung so much that you can almost never bring them back. But I think, uh, for me, um, if a song hits that point, like it has a season and it becomes your epic song, you know, if then you bring it out like once a year or something, I think, I think that's okay. But there, at least I can, I can only speak for my church personally and how we do things. Um, I would never do it, you know, but twice a month for a couple months or three months or something. To me, that's that's too much. Mm -hmm. um, and I think maybe some of the reasons that we do that is, uh, I'll give you an example. So I remember when, you remember the song White Flag? Yeah. Okay, so when that came out, it was just, I was just head over heels in love with that song. And I just, I could see all the potential in it. And we launched it on, I think it was an Easter, and we actually had white flags, and we, we talked about it. And I mean, it was just this epic, epic worship moment. And as a leader, I like everything happened that I hoped would happen. And there, there was this, there was this part of me that said, "Leave it alone. That was a one-off. You know, it was so big and it was so impactful. You know, maybe that's just something that you do once and just leave it alone." Um, but the, the temptation is I want to recreate that thing that happened right. on Easter. And we did it a few times after and it, and it was good, uh, but it was never that moment. So right. I think we, there, there are some times that God gives us a song and it has, it has a long lifespan. You know, it might have a 10 year, 20 year lifespan. Sometimes they have two years. Um, sometimes they're just once. You know, sometimes it's just a, it's a weird, quirky song, but it's the theme of that day and it accomplishes something for that sermon or that ministry time. And it's awesome. And then it just goes away. That's okay. All right, let's move on to number eight. Uh, you talk about utilize your best non-musical resource. So uh, you're talking about teaching uh, in, in this chapter. So how do we take time to teach the people that we lead? Well, actually, the, the best non-musical resource is Scripture, um, and that, that's what that chapter refers to. So I think far more important than any song we can lead, any clever uh, intro we can do, any personal story, any of that, the thing that will trump all of those things is Scripture. That is the only thing that we can guarantee that goes out and never returns void. That's, that's ironically biblical about Scripture, right? Mm -hmm. So that's something that I think we don't, uh, we don't use enough of and there's obviously there's an abundance of scripture out there but i i love to share scripture and i know that when i do that it's not about me being clever it's not about me coming up with something that's cool and innovative it's about god's word going out to the congregation and i know and i think it's i think it's isaiah 55 11 i could be wrong 
Um, but I know that scripture goes out. It always accomplishes what it's meant to do and it never returns void. You can't say that about a song. You right. can't say that about some clever story that I have written that, that I might think is the greatest, most compelling tear drinking story ever. It might work. It might fall flat. But I know when I share scripture, it goes out and it accomplishes what it's meant to do. So that's, that's something. And again, for leaders that maybe this whole concept of talking terrifies them and you don't know how to tell a story and you don't know how to lead into a song, you can easily share scripture, you know, and, and you might not even need to elaborate it at all. You know, you can just say, you can say James 1.17, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. And, and we're going to sing the goodness of God. And we're going to be thankful for every perfect thing he's given us, every good thing he's given us. But even if you didn't do this, what I just elaborated on, even if you didn't elaborate and you just say James 1.17, you read it, you do a song, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. yep. And so that's if you're looking at baby steps of how can I lead better, I would 100% start with Scripture. Good. Good. Excellent. Um, okay, number nine, don't be a foolish animal. Uh, so how do we not do something out of habit that we know might be foolish, um, but it's comfortable, it's familiar? Yeah, I think that is, uh, there's, there's a scripture reference for that in Proverbs that talks about um, as a dog returns to its vomit, which is a nice cheery mm -hmm. uh, subject yeah. right about now. So as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats things. And so we, we would look at a dog eating vomit and say, boy, that's pretty stupid, right? Dog is, is not, the, not the smartest thing. That's pretty dumb. I would never do that. But that verse says if we just keep doing all the same stuff that we've always done, that's what we are like. And so that, that topic for me, it's, it's a challenge to, to want to look at doing things different. And it's, some of that is like we talked about being in a box earlier on. Some of it is about breaking out of that box. Some of it is about looking at our services and saying, man, we've, have we done the same service the same way for 17 years? Maybe we could change something, you know? And it, and it could be as simple as, well, we always do one song at the end and we do four songs in the middle. Well, what if you did three songs in the middle and you did two songs at the end and one of those songs you dedicate for a response time and you want people to come forward and you want there to be ministry and prayer? It could be something as, as tiny as that, but we've, we've got to be willing to, to try new things and change new things. Otherwise, we just keep repeating the same thing. And, and again, people that are getting this book are people that, that want to go deeper and want to, we want to look out, we want to see people singing. You know, we don't yeah. want to look out and just see people watching us. And I, and I see that all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, some of the early, early on, I remember being at a, at a really big church and it was, it was kind of my, I was really impressed by them. Like I looked at them and they had all the stuff that I wanted, right? They had, it was a 2000 seat church. It was a gorgeous room. They had killer tech and they had an amazing band. And I'm like, man, I want that. You know, and I, I was there for a service and the music was going on. I look around there's 2000 people standing there watching people on the stage. Nobody was singing. I don't want that. You know, I want, we want to look out, we want people to be engaged. And so, so that's what the, the book is talking about is what can we do to get people engaged and connected with what we're doing? Now, that doesn't mean that, that everybody needs to look a certain way or raise their hands or not raise their hands or dance right. or not dance or all that, all that kind of stuff. But it means that in their heart, there's something going on. 
you know if we if we if we as leaders just are, are leading people and they are just standing up for 20 minutes and watching us sing three or four songs and they sit down and go home what are we doing you know we we are song leaders then and we are not worship leaders mm-hmm. yeah all right last one is lead others in worship so how can we uh you talked about this it's all about people how can we yeah. uh you know let our ambition for perfection um you know how can we let our pastoring for people overpower yeah. our desire for musical perfection or perfection yeah. from the stage yeah i think there's there needs to be a mindset that we really are leading them somewhere um and, and depending on what your background is uh, as a musician or a leader, so, some people look at church and it's, it's no different than a gig. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're on a stage and there's hundreds or thousands of people coming and they're going to stand up and you're going to play some songs and they might clap and then they're going to sit down. And, and it's really that simple. Um, that's completely wrong, I think. <laughs> but to some people, that is the mindset. And they, they're, they're not, uh, when they're preparing services, they're not being mindful that, my job is to take somebody and lead them to God, you know, lead them to the throne, lead them into an experience where we are all collectively making this worship offering and we're singing and we're saying, hey, God, here's this thing that we're making for you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have that perspective. It's just, hey, let's do some cool music. Right. Um, and I can tell you a story about that if, if we've got time. Um, I uh, Probably a couple of years ago, this, this is what was impressed upon me of, of, of leading people. Um, Wait, before I do that, one other quick story. Um, one of the things that, that we, we miss, I think, when we're leading people is uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go to that first song and we'll get up on stage. And, it's, and again, it's kind of like a concert where we'll say, hey, how's everybody doing today? Which is one of the worst and weakest that. things we can do. Yeah. Because and you know what? I'll, I'll, go ahead. We got to follow. You got to follow it up though with, "Oh, that was weak. Let's try it again." How's right. everybody doing? Yeah. Right. And I and I look back, and I've been guilty of that, you know. But I, I stopped probably. I don't know. Fairly recently, I stopped doing that because I saw I saw a presentation somewhere, uh, and a and a pastor made a great case of when when you're sitting in the congregation, somebody up there on stage, the lights come up, and they're all happy, and they say, "Hey, how you doing?" And you're thinking. Well, I just, you know, my husband just died. My mom just died. I just got diagnosed with cancer. I just lost my job. I just got my divorce papers. Um, I'm not doing well, you know. Right. And so right. when somebody says, hey, how are you doing? Um, that just, to, to me, that, that doesn't work. You know, you, you, your jo- our job as leaders is to assume that people are coming from all different places and we got to lead them to this thing. We got to lead right. them into this thing called worship. And and the the story I was going to tell you was a few years ago I got a chance to go to um, a Carrie Job concert. Uh, I write about this in the book, but uh, my company was a sponsor for uh, one of the local radio stations, and so we uh, the radio station called and they said, "Hey, how'd you like uh, some front row tickets to Carrie Job?" So you know, I thought about it for a half a second and I said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that'd be cool." And so. Um, I went there, uh, a church here in town, and we were in the front row. It was a great concert, and I love her music, and it was everything was great. But we, towards the end of the concert, um, she had she had a time where she invited all, all the kids or the youth in the in the place to come forward. And this was a pretty big room, and and we were in the front row. And between the front row and the stage, there was probably I don't know 15, 20 feet. 
And so for these last few songs, what, where, where there had been space uh, in, in front of us, now there's just all these bodies, you know, so there's, there's just a wall of people and there's lots of energy and it was fun. And so we are, uh, I was sitting on the edge and right next to me was this girl. She was probably, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. And there was a lady next to her who I thought was her mom. And, and she was just singing her heart out. And these last few songs, um, I didn't know what they were. I'd never heard them before. You know, so I'm sitting here going, okay, I'm, I'm a worship leader. I'm in the business. You know, I'm, I'm fairly plugged in, and I don't know these songs. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of singing along. But this girl next to me is just singing her heart out, you know. And, uh, and then I, I look at her, um, and she has, she has one of those red and white collapsible canes. She's, she's holding that. And so then I realized she's blind, you know, and so she's, she's literally right next to me, right on my shoulder, and she's just singing her heart out. And I'm looking at the screen, I don't know these songs, and I'm going, how in the world do you know what's going on here? And so I'm, I'm watching her a little bit closer, and next to her was her mom. Her mom had her hand on her shoulders, and her mom was whispering into her daughter's ear the lyrics on the screen. So her mom's reading the lyrics. She's whispering the, into her daughter's ear. Her daughter's singing her heart out. And in that moment, it's one of the most powerful moments of my life. It was like God, <clears throat> God whispered to me, that is worship leading. That's what you get to do. That's what I get to do. You get to take somebody that's not, not able to enter in or not ready to enter in, and we are leading them. And we do that as, as worship leaders, as production team, as engineers and camera guys and, and lyric people and all everybody together that makes this thing called a worship experience we get to do that we get to lead others in worship and so that's i wanted to share that with you guys because that great, to, to me that was just such a powerful um example of what we do is so much deeper than whatever our craft is you know we're we're pushing buttons or we're playing instruments and we're doing we're doing stuff you know, we're doing logistical stuff but we are we are taking somebody and we are leading them into worship, and so that's that's what I want to be about, and that's what I want to encourage people with. Awesome, man! Uh, I, I talk about pastoring first uh, quite a bit, uh, man. It's a big passion of mine. I agree. Yeah. So I, I tell people all the time. So the name of our ministry is Twelve Thirty Media, and that comes from Mark Twelve Thirty, when Jesus is talking about what the greatest commandment. Uh, is and he talked about loving God, loving people. So we can have the best worship experience, best uh, song uh, choices, all that. It could be push the button the right way. It could be flawless. But if it's not about people and seeing life change happen, then it's worthless. Absolutely. Um, yep. So I'm with you on that. All right, last question for you. Why is it worth it to chase the unicorn? What are the benefits? Uh, it's that moment when everything happens. <laughs> You know, it's the, probably everybody has experienced that. And, and I, I, I kind of describe it as when God walks in the room. And, and I know that God is omnipresent, so he's in the room, and I get that. But, but we, we probably all have been in an experience where, um, take, take your favorite song, if it's something like It Is Well, or How Great Is Our God, or Oh Praise the Name, or Living Hope, or you know, something like that where, where you just have this this flood of the congregation takes over and everybody owns that song and in that moment you can hit wrong chords you can hit bad notes and it doesn't matter because you, you're so far past that you know mm -hmm. and everybody everybody in the church is all in 
they, they are 100% all in and they are all connected above. They're not looking at the stage. It's not about what your lights look like. It's, it's those moments that we are all, that, that we would all like to just hit the repeat button on, right? Yeah. So I think that is absolutely worth chasing because in those moments, it's not, it's not about the music is perfect. It's about in that moment, people are connecting with God. And some people are doing that with raising hands. Some people are doing that with singing. I know some people that they tell me, they're like, hey, Doug, I know you always tell us to sing, and I'm just, I, I can't, and I'm terrible, and, and my voice is awful, but, but you need to know I'm just wrecked inside, you know, and I'm worshiping. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all about them being connected. And so that's, that's the unicorn. You know, that's the thing that's worth chasing because people are changed. You know, when, when that happens, for, especially for the first time, people know, you know, I, I, I can try to describe it and explain it and, and, uh, and manipulate it and create it all I want, but I, I can't create it. You know, none of us can create it. Right. But when it happens, that person knows that they just encountered God and, yeah. and they're going to want more of that. Yep. Awesome. Well, man, the book is The Worship Unicorn. We can pick it up on Amazon, right? Anywhere yep. else I can find you? Uh, Amazon, just go to worshipunicorn.com. The link is right there. Awesome. Also, my contact info is there if anybody would like to talk or I'd I'd love to just love to help people. So great. We'll put your contact info and ways to reach you in the show notes for this episode. So we make sure people can connect with you. Um, Man, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate all your work and and uh, for your time today, man. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. Next week on the show, I'll be joined by my good friend, Ben Stapley. Uh, Ben and I will be talking about how to pastor communicators and creatives. It's a topic that we're both super passionate about. Great content next week. Follow 1230 Media on social media if you would, and don't forget to pick up our brand new app available on the App Store or the uh, Google Play Store. Just search 1230 Media today to pick it up. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. Go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.